Yo, what up guys? Welcome to Faded Town, the number one Pokemon podcast in the world. These are facts. Look them up in a book, Google that shit, Pokestats, you heard it all. It's the fucking truth. We're number one Pokemon podcast in the world. Cut or tap it, bro. Right? Speaking of that, we got another fucking fantastic fucking guest. Um, Creator of Cut or Tap. Um, One of the most talked about coaches... Uh, in the in the scene by far, um, <laughs> deck building like genius. I think God. I don't want to throw that one out there. God, God. Maybe? we got uh, Finnegan Lynch with us. How's the it going, buddy? Lynch. Oh, my bad, my bad. See, my <laughs> intro wasn't good enough. We have... no, this man coached me. I uh, I feel I feel you know that takes I feel that takes it. um fucking. Takes the... <laughs> He's probably, probably got a degree off that. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Finn? Yeah, dude, how's it going? Uh, how's, how's your holiday, man? Uh, I lived through it, so okay. Okay. that's good. That's Proud of that. Good. I like to, you know, just stay in my room and work most of the time, so all these, like, gatherings and presents and, like, family gushy stuff is kind of weird for me, but uh, I'm still here, You're so. All right. Yeah, so, uh, speaking of work, dude, so, like, outside of Pokemon, what do you what do you do? Dad, there's no outside of Pokemon. No, you're, just a, you're the Pokemon guy? I remember right. reading a post. I don't know what when it was, but it was you. I feel like you, you're one of the most passionate person when it comes to Pokemon. I remember you writing a long post about how you wanted to do Pokemon full-time. And and I feel like this, this whole build-up, and now we're here, and I ask you what you're doing, and you're like, I'm doing Pokemon full-time. Like, how do you feel? <laughs> yeah. It feels good, man. I that's funny you bring that up. I saw that post. Uh, you know, Facebook like shows you your old posts, and I saw that pop up like I don't know, maybe a week ago, and I was like, oh man, that's just like it's just it's just crazy. It makes it feel so surreal to you know really read out this plan I laid out back then of me like adding up how much I could make doing X Y Z, and then seeing like how it actually played out. It's it's crazy, but um. It's got its downsides too. I, I like it a lot, and I'm so grateful f- for being here. But uh, it's kind of weird when it's like all you're doing is like writing about cards and playing with cards and talking to people about cardboard. It's <laughs> just kind of strange. It doesn't really feel like a, a real life sometimes, you know? Yeah, we we talk about it on this show a lot because every guest either they all play Pokemon cards, obviously, but. They either have a job or they do Pokemon full time. We always talk about it, like it's so like surreal that that is a people are able to do that, you know, and like yeah. just the way you said it is like all you do is Pokemon. So eventually, that's got to burn. Like you got to burn out on that, right? Yeah, and that's kind of happening a little bit right now because um, I'm just getting tired of going to so many tournaments, like. I went to the first four regionals and I was going to all the cups and challenges I could attend and I was really like pushing, but, um, it wasn't as fun as you might expect it to be. Uh, or maybe it's as fun as you would expect it to be, depending on if you've tried it or whatever. But, um, after that happened, I was like, I didn't profit off going to all these events. It's like just so cutthroat and too much pressure and anxiety. So, Lately, I've been just not really going to much. I'm not going to Dallas. I haven't been going to very many cups. 
and I'm really just focusing on uh, writing and coaching and just testing because I think that's the more fun part for me, actually. Did you, what, was streaming ever a thought, or? Yeah, yeah. I definitely considered streaming. Um, I actually think that would be really cool. I, I really need to look into that. I've just got, like, a long list of things I need to do. Right. And streaming somewhere on that list, and I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah, because I look at, like, a lot of these uh, players, like Azul and, and Pablo, that do, like, Pokemon full-time, and their streams are a real uh, big thing. And I think you have that passion and that, that, that personality that your stream could be right up there with them without a doubt. It's definitely something um, definitely look at. Yeah. I, sh- I really should explore it. I really should. Yeah, you should. When I, when I look at... So I'm looking at your Limitless. I always do. And, I mean, it's pretty good. Like, so... When did you start playing? Um, 2010, I was playing the Pokemon video game. My next-door neighbor was this girl that I really wanted to impress. So I bought... Uh, I think Emerald might have been. Um... And, like, you know, kind of showed off my, my skills there. And then I found out I could, like, take it to the next level with the video game thing. And this is when I'm, like, 12 years old, 11 years old, something like that. And uh, I remember specifically I searched on Pokemon.com to see what you got for winning different levels of events in video game versus trading card game. And I was like, you get like twice as much money if you win worlds in the card game. And so I went to target and I bought a card game, uh, like theme deck. And that's how I started. That's hilarious. Because <laughs> yeah, I, that's it's not like I, I had any friends that played. Like there was nobody around me that played or anything. It was just like, really, I was just, stuff. you're, yeah. you're a uh, California based, right? Yeah. I live in Sacramento. Okay. And that's like how the scenes out in California, I know is real big. Cause I have to go there to, go to any cups that because vegas sucks but like how sacramento that the scene how's the scene in sacramento yeah, the scene in sacramento uh it's good there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of cool people around here um some drama a little bit <laughs> i think that's everywhere though right and if they're not yeah, yeah there's vegas is full of that shit too there's like there's like 12 players and half of them hate each other so yeah that makes sense that's I was kind of in that that whole drama thing for a little bit, but that's been resolved. But uh, I don't know. There's cool people out here, people that I like testing with sometimes. I do almost all my uh, testing just over PTCGO, over Skype. But um, when I do meet up with people in person, you know, there's uh, I like to work with Gabriel Smart a lot. I know he's kind of a meme. A lot of people don't, like, think of him the way I do, I guess I could say. I think he's actually... Really smart kid, and uh, I got a lot of ideas from him, and he's been really cool. So I'll meet up with him sometimes. Um, I used to work with Cameron Chinoy quite a bit, but he's actually moving to Seattle tomorrow, so that's not going to happen anymore. But uh, yeah, I like it. Cali's good for Pokemon, right? That's what's up. That's that's all it's good for. I really don't like California. I like yeah. the Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, it's expensive ass place to live, but uh, oh yeah. So you start in what 2010. When when do you start hitting regionals and stuff? See, my first regionals I want to say was 2013 or twenty fourteen. I think it wasn't even regionals. I think it was states. We had states back yeah, we had then. States back then. Yeah. Um, 
I think it was like it was 2013 or 2014. There was like a a ship. <laughs> there was a states a state championship. Oh, song. I remember yeah. this on the on the cruise ship, right? Or no, it's like yeah, a, yeah, a SS Ann or some shit. I'm pretty sure that's it's, what it was. I Do you remember? Dude, I was that 14. I don't remember what date it was, but I remember it's it's a ship. It's in California. It's a ship that's docked all the time, but it's a giant yeah. like cruise ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my. There was a yeah. There was a tournament on the ship. Weddings and shit. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty. Yeah. Tight. That's yeah, yeah. super tight. Yeah, so that cool. was my introduction to like competitive Pokemon was was being on the ship. That's what's uh, awesome, dude. Yo, dude. that's okay. <laughs> it would be nuts yeah. to do that again. There's too many of us, but it would be dope. <laughs> but uh, I didn't start going to like regionals regularly probably until like <clears throat> halfway through 2014. Yeah, like halfway through 2014, I started going to. And you were were you a senior or, or a masters at that point? I never played in uh, seniors or juniors. Okay. I remember when I got on the ship, they were like, "You could be a master or a senior," because I think I was 15 or 14, and I was like, "I want the hard competition." So I I have never played a tournament in seniors. Oh, yeah, that's what's up. Love that's it. What's up? So we get you know into what? like the 2016, 2017. That's where like. Um, limitless starts basically the money era alright mm-hmm. I'm looking at this that was a tough tough year for you right you hit what almost like four ninths in a row you got 10th 11th 9th oh, oh my god oh, that season that's insane. that season was so sick and so bad at the same right? time oh my god that is insane I got, I got good memories and bad memories of that season I think the the coolest thing I remember doing that season was coming up with a Turbo Dark list and standard. I think that's what the. I think that was that season. Yeah, you have yeah, two, the two the two ninths are both Turbo Dark. Yeah, I think one of them was ones with uh, Garatina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So that was like my big thing that season. Is I like made up standard Turbo Dark, and that deck was so sick. I loved that deck so much. But yeah, a lot of really close finishes. Fuck. But. You know, but like you, if you look at it, you're what, maybe two years into, like taking it semi serious, and you're hitting ninths, like that's got to feel good. Um, you'd think so, but I just started off so hot, like because <laughs> I, all I did was um, play Pokemon. Like I was in high school, so um, I remember in 2014, you know, I would go to high school <laughs> as you do. <laughs> I would just sit in the library and play Pokemon with myself at lunch every day during class. I would just write out deck lists. Like, I just made it my life straight from the get-go. And so I made it to Worlds in 2015, and I got top 32. Okay. And I also won a Regionals in 2015. Oh, so, like, right. you'd think that getting those nines was satiating, but it was not because it was like, dang, I already, like, I got too far too quick. And now my standards are too high for myself. Right. So, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say like you jumped up, you got over the hump in in 2017, but you already won a regional in 2015. All right. Well, but that second place that was kind of super bitter then. Then, right? Um, not really. Actually, yeah. that time I had kind of gotten like you go through the phase where you're like on your high horse because you killed it or whatever, and then yeah. you don't really get the same results you did at the last couple events or something, and you're like, oh, I'm not this shit anymore. And then <laughs> you kind of 
get to this point where you're like, all right, well, you know, I'm happy with X tournament performance or Y tournament performance. So by the time I got second, um, I was just happy, you know, to get second. I was, I was really happy. I didn't get ninth. That's what it was. <laughs> I, I was really happy about that. <laughs> That's funny. So that was the best deck ever. I will stand by that. By the way, that Zoro Hex deck is the best oh, deck ever. I, I I'm not agree. saying. I'm not saying my specific list. I'm not saying like I played the best list possible. I'm just saying that that archetype was insane. Yeah, that like I don't think any deck like ever would like beat this. Like that hex that that format was just insane. Like I remember playing. I was playing at this tournament, and I played against one of the someone PC guys. I can't remember who it was, but it was a mirror match. And, like, I won game one. But, like, as I'm playing it, like, I can tell that he knows the matchup so much better than me. Like, I just, like, somehow I beat him game one. And then, like, game two, he, like, runs me over. And, like, game three, it's going to time. And it was, like, a win and end situation. And I just took the slip and I circled his name. I was like, nah, dude. Like, you deserve it. <laughs> like, dude, like, I shouldn't even be here. The way he was playing, it was just that insane. I'm like, yeah, I don't. Like the hex, everything he he the the sequencing with that deck was insane. <coughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, was, did you play back then, Carl? Yeah, where were you, Carl? Yeah. I uh I started playing in December twenty seventeen. Okay. Which is when I got coached by Finn. I got coached by Finn for about a year. Uh on and off. Yeah. But I didn't expanded until last season when I was like I had a $3,500 flight voucher from Delta Airlines. So I just booked a flight to like every expanded event. And at the first one, I was like, I fucking hate this format. I hate it. And I had already booked everything else. So where did I, where was I? I was in like fucking Portland. I'm like, I'm in Portland. I could go fucking buy a J and smoke it and walk around and I'm playing here. I'm sitting here playing with fucking Zoroarks and Buzzwolves and shit and I can't stand it. And I, <laughs> I have not played Expanded since then. And every regional I start 4-0, 5-0 and I just botch it because there's cards in the card pool that I've never fucking seen before. So dude, like, I feel you like... could not play your way through the first four rounds and then I'm like, dude, what the fuck? He's like, oh, okay, do this. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Do extra 30 damage for every prize card what the fuck? <laughs> you got here with the iris? Yeah, and I'm just an example. I got, I got, I got reamed by literally eighty different cards, and uh, I'm like, "Ho, oh, what does this do? Ho, oh, flip a coin. What the fuck? You know?" And then he's like, "Oh, by the way, Red Quasa for literally eight trillion." And I'm like, "Dude, I just want to go home. I want to fly back to. When you want to fly back to Buffalo from Anaheim, California, you know there's a big, there's a big issue." Dude, so I, I just watch you guys on like when there's an expanded event, and I just cheer for my friends. <laughs> I I have no desire. Really? I'd rather play Magic than really? play expanded Pokemon. And Magic to me is fucking lame. Dude, expanded yeah. is by far the most fun. Like the carpool okay. is insane, and it's like I don't know. I okay. think once you understand, once you get a grasp of all the cards in the meta. It's like I don't want it's, that. I don't want that work. That's work. It's bro. not work. Just uh, play some games. Here's the thing, man. It is not possible to to prepare for an expanded event. It's simply not possible. 
you have to to win an expanded event, you have to have stumbled upon the best deck in the entire format at that time, or you will not win. I don't know. And that, I don't agree with that. That's facts. That's facts. Because the card pool is so fucking big. It is you have to get insanely lucky for one. That I know Zorg option is so consistent. It like Zorro. guard. As like an archetype. It's literally arguably the BDIF though. Maybe. Like it's consistent. It has like fifty fifties with like everything. Or or favorite. It's gotta be one of the few decks in expanded that has that though. Like it has yeah. to be at the upper echelon of of the entire tier list. <laughs> and it it does it is that way because it does everything. It's one of the only decks that could reasonably prepare for anything. The, and that's yeah. why expanded because you could see fucking anything and i don't know i'm just not i don't want to play that game like i like standard so much because i could test a deck versus five or the six meta decks know the matchups inside and out and just be like okay it's on me like it's all on me to play well i know how to do it i love that what i don't like is like oh okay this fucking stupid milotic is gonna pop (laughs) this guy and it's gonna create this (laughs) Bullshit where right. I, I I just want to jet punch, bro. I just want to jet punch right through your Zerua, and that's what I want to do. That shit's and, so funny because, so, like, at uh, Dallas last year, we we were in a meta where it was like Zoro Glissopod was like best deck because everybody everybody was hyping Archies, so like yeah, Zoro Glissopod, yeah. boom. I'm like, dude, I talk to my friend. I'm like, people, everyone's playing Zoro Glissopod. I'm telling you, this Ho-Oh Blaziken deck just runs that over. And I'm like, we can just win. And like, round one, I hit like, uh, Buzz Hit some shit. No, no, I, I hit, I hit, bit, I hit Buzz, Go- or, uh, Buzz Lycanroc, and like, ran it over. Like, of course that was did. good. But, we get to round, <laughs> we get to round two, I hit fucking Rotom. <laughs> and like, he hits all my Pokemon for weakness. Oh. Like, I can't do shit. And then round three, I get hit with fucking uh, Night March, and the Joltex like yeah. kill all my hoes before I can even play. But like my one buddy, he hit Zorark after Zorark, and he was crushing it. And like I'm like, if you're in, in a sense, you're right. Like if you could predict the meta and the shit you're gonna hit, dude, you could win. Like so, on that day, I remember. I remember exactly what I was doing on the day on the weekend that Finn got second at that tournament because I was very, I was very like invested because like I was just some new kid playing. No one knew who I was, and they still don't. But like, you know, <laughs> uh, and I was just like, I really want Finn to do well because Finn gave me some help, and Isaiah was helping me at the time too. And I remember being so jazzed up. And I'm I'm the annoying person who will message you, like DM you when I know you're in the middle of playing a game. Like I'm like your mom, basically. Like, hey, honey, just wanted to say that I'm paying attention. I was like, yo, Finn, do it to him, boy, do it to him. You know, and sure that was annoying. So that was me at that time. That's come on, though. since then, though. But yeah, I really wanted Finn to win really, really, really bad. Fuck expanded. If Finn doesn't win, the format's shit. And that's clearly what I think. So on, uh, Lately, I've been misplaying. Like, lately, I've been... Ha- I don't know why, but this season in particular, I've been I've been making misplays in tournaments mm-hmm. more than normal. And it's kind of... It's kind of annoying. Right. Like... Just crap, a bit. Why, do, do, you, do you have people around you that are like... 
why are you mad? Like, that's the one thing I hate the most, is when you misplay, and you get mad about it because you misplayed, and then you have people around you that are just like, dude, why do you get so mad? It's like, dude, you don't understand how much time and effort I put into this. And then for me to do something that's stupid, you know? Yeah, I don't, well, so I don't really get that mad about it. It's more of like a disappointment thing, but I kind of surround myself with people who want to win really bad. So if I am mad, they're like, yeah, I'd be mad too. <laughs> so, that's that's uh, good. But yeah, I think I've just been struggling with just anxiety at tournaments. I keep getting really anxious. I, I guess I kind of feel like I have to prove something again because... It's been a while. Well, maybe not a while, but it's been a minute since I've done anything that I really feel like was, uh, yeah, like a, a notable accomplishment in tournament at least. Um, I think the last thing I did was top thirty-two with Gardevoir at NAIC, and that was cool. But it's like, you know, we're halfway, maybe over halfway through the season, and I think my best placement so far is like one top thirty-two at one regionals. Correct. So like, that's just. And so, I don't know, I'm in this kind of weird spot right now where it's like, I feel like I need to do well, but then that anxiety is, like, keeping me from doing well because I get so nervous when I'm playing because, you know, you get the idea. But uh, yeah. that's why I, that's a big part of why I felt like I should just stop going to terms for a little bit just to, like, you know, Get a reset. better headspace, you know? Yeah. yeah. When you put a lot of pressure on yourself when you do stuff like that, especially, um, when, when did you just start, when did you go full-time Pokemon? Um, this year? I've either been full-time Pokemon or full-time Pokemon and going to school okay. for uh, probably like two years-ish. Years I think th- so. Do you feel like, like, Maybe three. like that has like put a burden on your play? In, in um, the, in, with that anxiety kind of yeah. that you're having? Do you think... You coaching all these people and you having a name and then you invest all this time and effort just into just Pokemon, like put and you put that much pressure on yourself that that you think that's your your struggle right now. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> the whole coaching and like writing thing has has changed it. You know, like <clears throat> there's there's a reason I did so well right off the bat you know, when I was younger and it's like, all I did was work on decks and tests in preparation for me to use something at a tournament. And now what I do when I'm preparing for a tournament is I have to work on a deck for myself. And then I also have to work on, you know, three other decks for other people, uh, between like teammates, people like coach, or just so I have something to write about on my website. So it's just like my attention is split between several things in terms of, like, what archetypes I'm focusing on. And then I also feel like I need to get people ready the day before the event. So I'm anxious the night before, not just because the event's the next day, but because this person needs these cards and this person wants help with, you know, understanding this matchup. So I got to, like, write that out. Or I forgot to send them the notes from a coaching session. So I got to do that at 11 p.m. the night before the event because I procrastinate like hell. (laughs) (laughs) so you know yeah that's that's definitely added to it and it makes me feel like i don't even want to do it sometimes but ultimately it's worth it right it's just uh i I like that you're stepping back and just just uh take us take a break and try to figure that shit out because like mental health is always like way more important than some uh, top 32 or whatever 
Yeah, hell yeah. And also, he's the best coach in the entire game, without a doubt. Uh, and uh, it's important that we keep that, right? It's a little, little selfish, I think, but <laughs> if, if the community lost Finn, who? I mean, like, I've heard it multiple times. He's not the only person that, that, that praises you like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. he's the best, the best to ever do it. I'll tell you right now. So, like, like, um, that that's that's got to be an accomplishment. Like, you have to feel good about that, you know? Yeah, totally. And that's why I don't feel. That's like that's why I like stepping away from events for a little bit. Is it doesn't make me feel like bad. I, I think it, I think it just makes me feel better. Is because like. I love teaching and I love writing. Like okay. <clears throat> my, my parents would tell me that they thought I should be a teacher. Um, so that's like what coaching is pretty yeah, much. So, I mean, so. yeah, those are two of my favorite things to do is just teach people stuff and like try and help people get better. And then I just love writing. Like it doesn't even have to be about Pokemon. I just, that's what I want to do actually. Like right. long-term career. I want to be a writer. That's what's up. So, <laughs> And it's like you go to an event, and if you do well, you leave, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I feel good. Like this is sick. I did well." Or you leave, and you're like, "I'm terrible," and then you feel bad for a week. If you're like me, and it's just too much fluctuation to deal with. It's like I'll put out an article, and I'll help people consistently, and I'll get paid, and it's like there's no risk there. Like there, <laughs> there's no RNG. <laughs> Right, like I'm in this headspace right now where I've convinced myself I can only do good at one regional a year, and like my rat, my my history has shown that. Like every year, it's like one oh this one day two did pretty well, this and like I day two at Portland. So now my mindset is like, what's the point? What like <laughs> can I get over this hump? Like, can I get yeah. over this hump and do well at another regional? That's like, no. It's so bad. stupid mindset. I know how stupid it is. Uh, it's but real like, bad. And like, cups are the worst fucking thing ever, too. Like, I, I'm so fucking triggered at cups because, <laughs> like, I cannot win a cup. I've come in second at cups like six times. And like, wow. I cannot stand it. Uh, it like, it's the most triggering thing. It makes me not want to go to cups. And so, like, I have this whole, like, Mindset of like, what's the point? I already <laughs> already got my day two of the year. <laughs> I got my day two of the year. I can't win a fucking cup. And, but then like, in the back okay. of my head, I'm like, I can I can get through this. I just need to get rid of that yeah. stupid mindset. You got to get up and you got to feel dangerous, bro. Like... Dude, I, I, I think the best I've ever played is when I walk into the room. And I, like, I know this is fucking like rude and fucking... Like cocky, but I've walked in a room and just told everyone that I'm gonna beat them. Like, yeah, it no, doesn't that, matter what you've had, I'm gonna beat you. You gotta be the baddest motherfucker in the room, right? dude. You I feel to. like that. You have to. The best, the best I ever did. The last tournament I played in, <coughs> I was like, dude, I know two things. I know my deck inside and out, and I'm the baddest motherfucker in this whole room. Right? And I had a great day. Yeah. It was wonderful because I was. And that's when I learned, like, I don't even give a fuck what the meta looks like. I'm going to be comfortable with my deck and know it every matchup. Even if it's Tier 2 or Tier 3, I feel like I can just... If I know a matchup, it's so much more than most people do. They'll build the build their deck at 3 in the morning or snake a list off a paywall website, but then not even, like, learn it. 
So I'm like, if I just know my deck inside and out, and if I just have this undying confidence that, like, me and this deck is really hard as fuck to beat, I think it takes you really, really, really far. I agree. Like, I'll play Malamar, and I'll literally look like a, like a drunk fourth grader. <laughs> I'll be like, dude, what do I even do? And then I'll get Guardian or something, and I'll be like, yo, I know exactly what to do against that. Like, I want to bust you. Oh, you got abilities there? I don't give a fuck, B. I'm about to bust you anyway. It might not be true, or it might be true 30% of the time. But it really helps, you know. Like, I, I, mindset is everything, dude. I agree. Honestly, I think, I think like that's the best I've ever played is when I, I'm confident in the deck I have, mm-hmm. and I'm confident that I can beat anyone. Yeah, you know. And I think um, the first time I, I like day two, I realized that like these quote unquote like pro players, they're fucking human, you know. And like once once you get that mindset of like they're they're not like sure they're great they're, like all these players are great but they're not unbeatable. No, not at all. Not at all. I think a lot of players put put these players on pedestals where they already lost before they sat down. Hundred percent. I I heard a story over the weekend about one of my one of the kids that goes to my locals played against Jimmy in a regional right, and he goes, and he was like. Because, you know, it, it happens. Like, what? In my first regional, I played Israel, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, I've watched this guy on YouTube mm-hmm. to get good. And I got to the table, and I was like, yo, what's up, Israel? I watched a lot of your streamed matches on YouTube. I learned a lot from you. It's super cool that we're playing, you know? But, like, that's different than going up to, like, Jimmy being like, bro, don't whip my ass too bad. Dude, like, don't say that. I hate like, when I hear that. And you, so for, you hear that so much. <laughs> You hear that so much. Like, I sat next to Zach Lesage at um, San Diego at, for round one, and this person sits down, he's like, hey, don't beat me too bad. And I'm like, like you can beat him. You Dude, that's what I'm him. saying. Like, I played against Finn at my second regional ever, and he was coaching me. And I was like, I, I'm like, I don't <laughs> even know what to fucking say. I'm like, oh, shit. And this is basically like, we're both like X one one or whatever. It was like when the shit was super cutthroat and you had to go like six one one or or seven one one. And I'm like, well, Finn, I guess we'll see if your coaching is good or if it's shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how to, and I and I think I should have won. I played terribly because it was Finn. Uh, but like, if I was if I went up to him and I was just like, oh man. You're going to kick my ass. First of all, that'd be a testament to his coaching, right? Because that would mean that he's just a shitty coach, which I didn't believe to be true. I got to that table, and I'm like, I'm going to pound this motherfucker right now, right here. And he beat me pretty badly. <laughs> uh, but I feel like I had a chance, and like my mindset was good. And I think that most people lose the game like as they sit down or when their opponent flips their basic, and they're like, oh, shit, bad matchup. Like, even thinking that, I think, gets you so far into, like, a shitty headspace where your plays are not good. Right. Like, just think, like, oh, bad matchup, 80-20, I can't win. Like, dude, what? don't think about that. Like, like what, why would you think about that? And everyone does it. Or they'll see a name and they'll be like, oh, shit, I'm playing Danny. Oh, <laughs> man. You know? I look at it as an opportunity. I'll be like, dude, I think I'm going to beat this guy, and I really want to. And this could be the win that, like, makes my resistance hella fucking good. And, you know, like, I, agree. I don't know. It's, it's, everything's mindset, man. I, Everything I, is. I tell people all the time, like, when you hit a bad matchup, if you can overcome that bad matchup, 
that that win almost propels you into day two. It's like, all right, you got past your like worst matchup. Now your chances of hitting like your good matchups, as long as you built a deck that has like a a wide variety of good matchups, like you're you're looking great. So like yeah. when you see that bad matchup, you're like you just have to stay focused and try to squeak by it. Just know your deck, man. That's like the thing. Finn, what do you think about all yeah, this? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you got like the best coaching. Yeah, coach yourself. Out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's like... hear this. Let's hear this. What's your thoughts on that? Um. Well, <laughs> frankly, I don't really. I don't really relate to most of that. To be honest okay. with you, like I don't. Um, oh, oh. I don't see somebody like flip over a card oh, and that. Uh. <laughs> Um, I don't really see somebody like flip over a card or like I see they're playing a certain deck and I'm like, oh, this is a bad matchup. I just, I'm just like, I'm not making an observation about if I have a good chance of winning or losing. I'm just immediately trying to figure out what my game plan is against it. Okay. Um, Because I don't really think it helps to think about if you're favored against the deck or not. And I also I do the same thing against like players. The only person that seems to persistently make me feel like I'm almost certainly not going to win is uh, Keon Amini, and I don't know why. But everybody, don't 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 feel bad. Well, but I'm not like scared of Jimmy or Azul or any of the, you know those guys. Like those, I've hung out with those guys plenty of times, and I've hung out with Keon plenty of times, but. Some I don't know. I guess like Keon was the player I was like scared of facing when I was uh, like getting good because he's in your area, right? Yeah, yeah. He was he was like the best player. I mean, he probably still is the best player around me. So I guess that mentality just kind of stuck with me. But um, against pretty much anybody else, I'm not. I'm not concerned. I don't think I ever really was. That's good. I mean, it's just they're just a person playing a deck, right? <laughs> like that's what I tell people all the time. But like even like um after I got third at Portland, I went to a cup right after and it was expanded and I was playing Blastoise. And like everyone already seen just seen me play it on stream and shit. And like as soon as I sit down, like I can already tell people were like, oh, I'm gonna lose. And like it was a weird thing for me because like I've never like felt someone like go fuck against me like oh fuck i'm gonna this guy <laughs> yeah. was just a, so i but like i was like these guys are crazy like i've done good at like two regionals in my life and you're gonna go oh i lose because you sat across from me because i played a deck i did well like yesterday like it like that whole mindset that really changed everything for me once i seen the people react the way that they did against me that one time i was like what are you guys doing like and, like, I could tell, even their gameplay, their gameplay was bad. And, like, they're just misplaying because our, their mindset was just off. I think a lot of this game is mindset going into matchups. Let's jump into uh, how did uh, Cutter, Cutter Tap start? Like, where where was the idea? And how did it get started? And then now you have a team. You surround yourself with, like, a good group of people right now. Like, let's talk about this. Yeah, so um, I guess for the first question, I started Cutter Tap because when I was 18, my dad told me I had to get a job or I had to make a job. Uh, my dad's always been doing his own like 
self-employed stuff, you know, selling different things or making company or not making companies, but like, you know, small businesses and stuff. So I've got those entrepreneurial genes in me. And, uh, basically I couldn't stand taking orders from anybody. Like I just can't stand people bossing me around. And I had a job over the summer when I was 17 where I was working at one of those. And I was like, I'm never doing this in my life. Never. Uh, so <laughs> basically I was, it was, you know, work at McDonald's or, or make money playing Pokemon. So I just, um, I had the idea for the site because I was already writing for some other websites at the time. And I just thought I could just do it myself. And my friend, um, was a coder and he'd made a couple small websites. So I just hit him up and, um, you know, basically that's the root of it. Uh, I forgot what the other questions you asked were, but that's, <laughs> that's the first answer. I was like, so, so that's the root of it. And then, uh, we see it. Well, you announced, uh, like basically a team, like you trying to do what you got, uh, Hunter Butler, um, Carter, Mm-hmm. Who else is on it? Um, Hale Obernolte, me, and Joe Sanchez. And I feel and... like <laughs> he's like there's oh, someone else. <laughs> Wait, Hale, me, Joe, Carter, Hunter. Oh, Mike! Oh, okay. Man, Mike's gonna hate me. Mike Morton. Uh, he's okay. the newbie. exactly. That's funny. But like <laughs> we, we see. I like to say, like, I would consider you guys a team because I feel, I feel, I feel that presence that I felt when DDG started, you know, when, when you had a group of people that were very tight knit and they're playing the same decks and they're, they're doing well. And, um, when I hit regionals now, I feel like I see Carter and you and, and Hunter walking together and you guys got a smile on your face cause you got some fucking spice going and. I really yeah. enjoyed that aspect of, like, a team compared to, like, these other bullshit teams that there are out there. So how how, yeah. did that, how did you guys come together? Um. Well, I I started the whole thing because I wanted, I wanted a group of players I could work with because I didn't think my brain alone was going to be good enough to <laughs> get where DDG was at because that was, you know, the main thing is I wanted to present them with some competition. And uh, I Hunter I had been working with for a while. Hunter's like one of my closest friends. For, I mean, all those guys are my, uh, some of my closest friends. But, yeah, um, I think it started with Joe Sanchez and Hale. Hale, by the way, is one of the most underrated players, like, in the game's history. That kid's a genius. Like, I think he's literally a genius. I'm pretty sure if you gave like, an IQ test, he would, like, make Crush Bill Gates look like an, an idiot. Uh, he's he's a real smart guy. But anyway, um, yeah, basically I just wanted, you know, around six people, five or six other people to work with uh, on decks because that's just what you need. Like, <laughs> you want to do well in board one? Like, like that's how I feel. I feel like uh, DGG like made a blueprint of like how to how to have a really good team, and like I feel like you jumped on that ship and and you're steering in the right direction. And I think a lot of I think other teams need to start doing that. Like if they if you want to be a team, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of the main differences is like with me. You know, if I ever have an idea it's on my website. Like there's, there's no idea I come up with 
no matter how badly I don't want to leak it, then I'm not going to post on my website. So that was an inherent difference from the start is, you know, anytime is getting the, these guys on a deck, they, they were very aware that, you know, there was going to be an article on it and people could read, but man, paywalls are magic. <laughs> like I'm telling you, if you just put a, a deck list behind a paywall, there's so few people that want to pay for it that you don't even have to worry about facing it. Like there's such a big difference between just posting a list on YouTube and putting a paywall. So anyway, I've never actually ran into a problem related to that. Um, but yeah, I, I found that having that aspect be different from DDG made it so things were a lot more open and you could test around other people. You know, you could be in the open play area on Friday before an event and it wasn't all weird and people would ask you what you're playing and you could just tell them. It wasn't like a you lie to them or, um, or you know. Like when DDG was off in the corner, you know. And if anyone walked by there, yeah. they're like putting their cards away and shit. Like it, it's not like <laughs> and i mean nothing against those guys like i completely respect their deck building process and the way they go about it and yeah the very smart group of individuals over there but um yeah i'd I'd say that's like the main difference do you like is that is that like a a thing where you want to be more open to the community compare is that is that the reason you do that or is it just like you have a website, so I'm going to post what I play. Because you hear that online all the time about meta manipulation where you get players that are not playing what they're promoting. Is that Did, mm-hmm. did you want to be, like, see-through completely when it comes to the community? Yeah, yeah, man. I can't – I really hate being a deceptive or dishonest person. I, I believe in honesty, like, on a religious level, and I mean that not i don't mean that as if i believe in honesty highly i mean i literally believe in it religiously so i don't think i could ever be on a team where you're just trying not to let anybody know about it um i just can't i just can't be that person okay i i i see it i, I it's hard for me i see both sides cuz i see like, you don't want to give up your deck to win, but I also see your honesty and your side, which I think you have the best way to do it is through a paywall. So it's not like, like at the end of the day, I think it would be a, really hard to have a team if you were just like, I'm going to, we're going to work all this time on this deck and then I'm going to post it on my YouTube channel. But you have yeah. a paywall, which fixes that issue. Yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want to say they're. I don't want to say they're inherently dishonest by not, you know, leaking ideas. That's not what I mean at all. I just mean when you're in a position where you don't want to share your list or what deck you're playing with other people, it's very hard and uncomfortable to be in that position without telling white lies here or there. And I just don't. I don't want to be in that position. And I know you know guys on DDG are in that position quite frequently, and so. That's just not a trade-off I found worthwhile, even though I see that they you know, have these huge accomplishments. And I, I just think they're probably better players than me overall. You know, and I don't think it's necessarily the fact that they hide what they're playing that's actually getting them those super high finishes. I think they're actually just more technically skilled, and that's the bigger reason why they do so. All right. I agree. 
Well, thanks, jerk. <laughs> you kind of cut out on the last part. I don't know if he heard it, but I heard it. I heard it. I, I mean, I post every sixty I that I do for at, but but I am not on the level of those people. And I think that if you, uh, it depends on what your priorities are. Honestly, if you're here to win at fair cost and not really make friends, but just have your inner circle of people who you play with and test with, then that's obviously they're going to reflect that. And if you just honestly don't give a fuck or you just, you know, I'm here to, I'm here to, you know, as far as I go, like I have a bunch of followers and I want them to know exactly what I'm playing and like, I don't know. They have the have the info, and Finn is like in the same boat. Like he he has a privileged position of paying for his con, having content people will pay for, and I fuck with that. If I know somebody's putting out the like their list days in advance or the night before, the big draw for me was Finn would post his sixty the night before every event, and I'm sure he still does. That was like that was a big dick play, like that. <laughs> That was just like the coolest thing ever. Um, and that's why I do it now. I'm like, dude, why not? Who cares? I'm going to win. I might. But like, let's just let people follow along and just instead of teasing it with on Twitter, I'm going to fucking be like, yo, here it is. Spread it out. Have my nice fucking Louis playmat back there. You know, I don't care. I mean, it depends on your priorities for the game, man. I, I just think. don't. I don't. I don't know that. I mean, obviously, there's, there's no like research behind it, but like, how much of an impact do you think it really is to release your list the night before? Like, I think it's huge. You think it's huge? I think it's humongous. Really? I think it's humongous. Why? Because it it basically allows you to not play anything that could have any element of tech or surprise factor. Yeah, if you when you when you get to a certain point in the tournament, I guess you're right. Right. I guess, like, 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 if I leak my Metal Lucario, <laughs> yeah, and, like, and I get far enough into the, the tournament, they they know. So for like two weeks leading up to Worlds and like the Open and shit, I just posted my Guardian list over like how it changed card by card, and I think that deck is heavily susceptible to like that kind of information, right? Because like. How many? What are your switch counts? How many switching outs do you have? How many stadium outs do you but, have? But does that think, give you an out, like in your head? I, I think it does. I think that there are micro decisions that you can make that could slightly, not not by a big, not a big stretch, but if you add one percent to your win probability through these micro decisions that you make based on somebody else's list or counts, and you're making calculated decisions based on those things, I think it's I think it's an advantage. I don't think there's any. I think you are by posting your list publicly, you are at a disadvantage off the bat. But it's fucking fun. Like the reaction you get is so fun. Like it's a lot of fun, dude. Right. They're like, I actually posted his sixty on Twitter last night, and I'm like, fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> That's just like, I, like, I definitely wouldn't. I wouldn't do it if I didn't have the paywall. I'm not. Okay. Let's see. Uh, my nuts aren't big enough for that. I don't know. So fun. I like all I <laughs> so, you, so you think it'd be that, but you you agree with them? It's it's a big. It would be a big impact if you took your list the night before and posted on Twitter. You think your chances of winning that tournament drop significantly? Yeah, I think so because 
it's so easy to access things that are just in a public space, you know, um, especially online. Uh, like, for example, I remember at, uh, I think it was Portland, I played against Azul. I played against Azul a lot. I don't know you why. But he, yeah. yeah. I've noticed that, too. You played him round one, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. That, oh, wait, was that Portland or was that the other was that, one? that was the other. Yeah, that was San Diego. I played against Azul round one. You but played- at Portland, I also played against Azul, and yeah. I was playing the... Like Rogue Zork, uh, Pidgeotto, Flareon thing, I think Hunter came up with. And I used Lysander Prism to Lost Zone a bunch of his stuff, and he was playing Oranguru Pidgeotto Control. And so, you know, if that if my list was on Twitter, he would have known I had Lysander, and he would have, you know, resource managemented a little bit different. I think he probably would have won that game. But he didn't know about the Lysander Prism, and I surprised him, and I just destroyed him the first game because of it. And it was entirely because of that. Um, and so I guess DDG isn't sub to cut or tap because Azul probably would have won. <laughs> if- <laughs> God. All right. So, so I have to edit out my old statement. Let me do that. <laughs> but, yeah. Which one? Uh, I, don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. We, did, we don't talk about it. <laughs> On how it doesn't make a difference, stated by Zach. No, no, no I, I, I didn't think it did. But the, the more you say it like that, I think it matters in the big picture. Like, if you're going to go far in the tournament, yeah. I agree. It matters against, like, middle to higher tier players. players. It yeah. doesn't matter at all against, like, lower Jumbo. or more casual right. players. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, in day one, I'd say the major difference is in day one, I don't think, having your list in a public... Uh, space matters very much. Yeah. So, 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 are we saying that um, what happened at San Diego Regionals was uh, where all the lists got fucking leaked was a huge fucking problem? <laughs> I don't think people went to the effort to even like try and. You had to do a couple different steps to make that happen. You had to have like their pop ID. I yeah, think you had to have the first. That's it. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to, like, quickly enough um, get those things. Like, you see your pairings, and then you're like, oh, oh, I got to figure out his pop ID right well, now. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking going into, like, a day two situation, you know? Oh, okay, I see, yeah, I see, yeah. yeah. Like, like, like you said, in day two, it's probably a lot worse, you know? And, like, yeah. I remember uh, Rule sent me a picture of someone, like, four people sent him his list. Yeah, in, in I DM remember. On day one, I'm like... He's like, what is this shit? I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's <laughs> going on here. And then, like, I heard, yeah. like, Caleb and fucking Daniel Altavira, that their decks got submitted, like, 59 energy, like, 12 times or something. Because <laughs> you could submit people's decks, too, which was yeah. fucking insane. Michael Catron <laughs> told me that, that when he went to submit his deck, in person, because I think he gave them a paper, paper one instead. He told smart. him that he had already, huh? <laughs> I said that was probably smart, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He they they told him when he was submitting it that somebody had already turned it as necklace. He was like, uh, yeah. So I don't know what Jank was going on at that event, right, but that, that he event. was listening. That is not all right. <laughs> right. Hopefully that gets fixed. Oh, dude, I want to talk about um, um, Pokemon's taking over the streaming. Like, how cool. do you guys feel about that? Just cool? Just cool? I like that. I think it's, I think it's like... I'm cool with that. 
I think it's dope. Like, it changes. I think their production value is so much better than. Uh, but it yeah. does hurt. It, I mean, I see it both ways because it hurts the people that were doing it. But, but it's, production- it's just so much better. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so much better. Really nice to be like on the the official Pokemon stream is fucking gas, dude. Yes. I love watching it. <laughs> Sometimes I actually I don't want to say what I was gonna say. Like, <laughs> but that's I, like, do you I, think? Do you guys think it's like a step into Pokemon taking over all regionals, like the all aspects of regionals eventually? Hope so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really concern myself with that no, sort of thing. That's cool. I, I, I'm glad you have that mindset. A lot of people don't. A lot of people are, and I'm one of them. I guess I, I'm all like, this event sucks. It's ran shitty. Blah blah blah. Maybe that's why I don't do good. <laughs> I think it gets them closer to being an esport, which is still a ways the fuck I, away. I, I really think they did it because they want to push fucking Sword and Shield, the video game, super hard. That'd be cool. It's shit's super fun too. I've been playing yeah, that lately. That's that all shit. I've been playing pretty much too. Um, I don't know, man. I think it just legitimizes the game a little bit more. Like what these? Oh god, this is gonna fuck me up. <laughs> uh, what these grassroots streamers are doing is really great and cool. Like it's awesome. The effort, all that stuff. Like that's yeah. that's all well and good, but. Holy fuck! Having the actual company do this kind of stuff is like the best possible thing. I agree. It brings so much more legitimacy to the game, all games, and it brings more visibility. Yes, and it brings it does it does fuck up like (laughs) sponsorships. It does fuck up sponsorships if you if you want to look at that way too. Bro, there's no nobody's getting. I know no one's getting shit, but. No one's ever getting shit now, for sure. Like if you if you're if you're talking like we're gonna hey, want to be on stream with my logo, that's just never happening now. That's true. But hey, Fonte's gone now, so now Twitter's gonna be the main platform, and people just do their own little hashtags anyway. So like, I, li- I like that. Let, let's yeah. talk about that. Let's talk about that. Hey, Fonte gone. Twitter is Twitter taking over? Is that what we've we've assumed? I hope not. Oh, Maybe. you don't, you don't like Twitter? Uh, I don't use Twitter. I I just really like Facebook, but um, I've been trying to promote Hey Fonte too because I mean it just makes sense. Like first one's gone, let's go to two. It is a progression. Right. Yeah, you have I, the first president and the second president, <laughs> and I guess Gibby, I, Gibby is our second president. Who 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 started Hey Fonte too? Gibby, Gibby, I think his last name is Archer. Gibby, Gibby? Oh, God. yeah, Gibby did, and he yeah. uh, he made me and Danny, me and Danny Atavilla admins. So I guess uh, you know I'm kind of supposed to be like, hey, join it, you know. <laughs> but uh, you're the ambassador, huh? You're the ambassador, fan. Yeah, the ambassador. That's the word for it. Yeah, but um, yeah. talking to Russ, I would never want to be admin. No, I'd no. rather. I'd rather set myself on fire. I just don't like, don't do anything. Like somebody <laughs> says, everyone complains. Like your boy Hunter, like went at Ross. Like, hey, you gotta do something about Raul for for saying what he said. But then, then you get that. 
Yeah, but like people are gonna send me that message, and, and you're I'm just, just not gonna, gonna respond. Go, no, I'll just say no, and then people will know. People will know pretty quickly that Finn's not really doing any admin things. Like he's just letting it happen. I'm, I'm the ambassador. I'm down I'm with just, the wild, wild west. Just a mascot. He's literally just a mascot. I, like I believe in free speech. <laughs> just no death threats. That's that's wrong. Don't do yeah, that. None of that bullshit. Yeah, there, there's a there's a line, and cursing is not that line. It's when you when you start going not. like cursing. Totally cool. Yeah. Racial shit. No. Death. No. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I like that. Keep um, hating too clean, even though I'm not in it and. I'm not going to be in it. Keep it clean, boys and girls. I don't know the like it. To be honest, it, it, it was a it is a big impact on the game. Like as much as yeah. it's just like a fucking Facebook group. Like I don't think we've hit to realize how big of an impact that that group was on the game, and now it's just gone. Like I think it's a big deal. I think it's a very big deal, actually. I do too, and it's. Like, I get it. It it's whoever there's more. Like all the blame bits put on Russ, and it's not just Russ. There's a group of people that made that decision. But it it is crazy, like that a group of people were just like, you know what? Peace, peace. <laughs> Which, at the very least, at the very least, they could have just passed it on to somebody. Like I don't understand why they didn't be like. Hey, uh, we're gonna shut down the group unless somebody takes it. And then, like the first five people that comment and admin, like whatever, just don't delete it. Just give it to some people and see what happens. I don't know why they didn't just do that. I felt like they they made they tried to make a statement. Um, yeah. Well, I missed the statement apparently because uh, that, we're just their to statement was fun. more like you guys don't deserve this, which which is. A very rough statement, to be honest. That's a really arrogant statement. It, it, I, like, I agree. You guys don't deserve my Facebook group. You're immature. Like, just, but whatever, man. Like, it's hard. Like, because Russ gets all the fucking hate, which isn't fair because there are there, it wasn't just his decision. But um, when you do say it like that, I I see I see that side. I see that side of like. Who do you think you are that you could just delete a group that is like the staple of Pokemon TCG, basically? I don't, and I don't necessarily want to like. I'm not trying to call Russell arrogant or anything. I'm just trying to say, like, if that's the mess, if that's the message that they're trying to send, then I think that's an arrogant message. But you know, I don't know the details of it. I just, I just know. That I'm trying to make a new one, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm just commenting on the parts that I'm hearing. I, I haven't I, talked to Russell about it. Yeah, know? I haven't like. I don't really want to get into it because um, with him about it, because I know it's like a shitty situation. The whole thing's bad, and um, but from outside looking in, I feel like. The statement was basically they're just tired of people's bullshit. But I, I feel like you're why not just give it up to someone else? Um Yeah. Or just stop. Just like the admin that I am right now is what they could have done. I just you just don't do anything. Just like people do stuff they're not supposed to do. Oh, oh shoot. <laughs> Move on. Like whatever. 
I think they did that for a while, though. They did that for a long time. And then, I don't know, I think this last shit post that happened um, pushed it over the edge, which, uh, dude, the more I talk about this, I kind of agree with you guys now. I agree with the, I don't agree with the people that are personally attacking Russ, but I do agree, starting to agree with the people that are like, it could have been handled better. Yeah. That's what I would say. I think it could have been handled better. I don't want to. I don't think anybody should be personally attacking Russ. If anything, you know, thank those guys for for starting it in the first place. I just don't like the way that they ended it off. Right, I agree. I'm starting to agree because, like, I'm personally good friends with Russ, and um, yeah, the shit, the shit he, the aftermath he got was ridiculous, and yeah. Like, I had a neck beards hitting him up in the DMs. It wasn't even. It was, but it, it was multiple. It was like twelve. I seen like twelve threads. <laughs> Me too, bro. No I seen like twelve threads of like straight in in PTCGL hell. There was multiple threads that were just like fuck Russell Lapar. Oh, I'm not. In hell's uh, I got I got banned from hell because hell it's is, called hell for a reason. Hell like is the worst part of the entire TCG. And I think if you enjoy hell, I enjoyed it for a long time. I think you're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> it was great. I <laughs> I got banned from it because I made like this hella funny joke about Chum, and then Chum messaged Jasper and was like, "Hey, del- I banned that motherfucker." I was like, oh, "Yeah." I charge him five dollars. Come back into our. He did. Room. That's what he said. I know. He does that to everybody. I was like, "No, nah, I don't give a fuck." Imagine paying that. Paying that kid five dollars to go meme down. People do though. And then and then Jesper will tell the group what happened and then <laughs> like dude, that group is a that group is a pot is a hole. That group is a hole. It's that should be archived. <laughs> that group is a joke. Honestly. I don't like I think we need I, it. I don't know. I think it hurts um creators. Um Oh yeah. Oh for yeah. sure. Like, That's the part that us. pissed me off the most. When I saw that that happened, I was like, "Ah, oh, crap! What am I gonna do?" Like when I come up, I watch. Uh, like I get emails every time I get a new sub, so I know every time one's created. And I've published articles, not you know, uh, publicized them anywhere, and just seen how many new subs I get. And I've posted the article to Hey Fonte and seen how many subs I get. And it's like the difference is night and day. For content creators, we need we need to have some sort of platform to to show people our stuff. and uh, yeah that that's probably the part that bothered me the most about it just getting close to us like it, that does it does suck like all I could do is joke about it in Verbank when I posted our last podcast but it's like I mean we have Verbank I don't know how, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. People seem to hate Burbank a lot, which I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I've never seen anything wrong with it. I don't know. And it has. It's like, a little bit. Oh, it's like a little bit big. You know, Hey Fonte was kind. Of, it was a smaller group, and it was like you're here if you're interested in competitive content. I feel like Burbank is. You know, if you've touched a Pikachu pluff, ch- uh, <laughs> plushie, you're <laughs> you're <laughs> yeah, you're in the group. Yeah, come on, Clown, what are you waiting for? 
<laughs> you so, can play Pokemon with Digimon. Get the fuck in here, son. Let's go. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I get it. I, I mean, I'm I'm a part of the one of the biggest YouTube channels that there is, and I don't understand the impact because I just make a video and I ship it off, and I'm sure it's a big fucking deal, right? Like, I'm it sure it's a big. Which I don't know. I I. I don't know. I loved watching it burn, dude. I loved I, it. I loved watching it. I thought it was fucking yeah, hilarious. But I, the process of it burning down was dude. absolutely fucking I messed for a little. I was like, look what you fucking did, dude. Look what it's you did. Happened, too. It's crazy how it happened. Yeah. Like I was scrolling Hey Fonte before starting my shift at 6. By 10.30, I'm smoking, and it's gone. And it's right. all shots. People yeah. uh, DMing Russ and shit. It, it went straight, like, from Peter Kika as a cheater yeah. to, to fuck you to Raul's a cheater now. No evidence. Just, I don't like you. You're a cheater. I don't like you. You're a cheater. Uh, go fuck yourself. Russ, well, he can't say that. Russ, that's bullshit. Goodbye, hey, Fonte. <laughs> that's basically how it went. That's exactly what... <laughs> That is the most accurate timeline of events that I've ever heard. Um, everyone, everyone cheats. We'll just settle on that. Uh, you all cheat. Whoa, 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 whoa. You all, all you hear, not, you hear it here first. Carl's a cheater. No, I said except me. I'm, uh-huh. posting, I'm posting that shit on Hey Fonte. <laughs> Go post it. Yeah, I cheat. Check my limit list, bro. You're going to fucking shit your pants. <laughs> it's hard to cheat when you post your list, you know? It's hard to, yeah, it's hard to, I, one, tell you I'm a cheater, and two, post my list. Right. Yeah. All right. right. Before uh, we wrap this up, I want to, I just want to touch on, like, what's, what's your end goal here? What, what's your, what's your 2020 season look like? What, what's your future look like? What's, what's going on with this? Um, good question, man. I'm not really, uh. Not really a good long-term planner. I kind of just take things as they come. I don't think I've ever bought a plane ticket to a tournament more than three weeks in advance. So I don't even. I'm going. I'm starting up a college again. I'm. I've got like 44 more units to finish. Being on the 16th, that's my first day. So I won't have complete undivided attention uh, to Pokemon anymore. But that'd be good, actually. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm. I'm really excited. I think your to do mindset some will be better. I think that's a good thing for you, dude. I like yeah, that. probably. I just can't wait to do math instead of <laughs> grind. Uh, what? Some fucking ADP beers? Oh God, yeah. no way! Uh, I don't play ADP. That's not a deck I like. But <laughs> I, I get the idea. It's Malamar mirrors, bro. It's Malamar mirrors. I don't even really play Mali anymore. I just play. I just play checkmate, man. I'm all about the check. I was all about the checkmate. All right. Yeah. So I don't really know what's coming. I'm still gonna, you know, put out articles. I'm still gonna. I don't know how many tournaments I'm gonna go to, but I'm still coaching. So, you know, I don't really have any crazy goals. You know, I'm trying to. You're gonna do pretty much as good as you can do, basically. Yeah, and chill. I'm chill. Chill. Mm-hmm. Like chill. Just chill, man. Listen, if you're out there watching this video and you want to get coaching, if you go to anyone else that is not this guy here, I'm telling you, you're you're fucking up and you're dropping the ball. 
And uh, we'll put we'll, links will be below for that shit too. I'll put that yeah, down there. All that shit down there. Uh, uh, hit up this man. Remember, uh, the 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 mascot and ambassador of Hey Fonte Two. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna ask him if he had shoutouts, but I think fucking Carl's got you. No, I got. Well, he'll probably have more. However, I was coached by this man for a year, and it was well worth it. The notes were very good. He's very accommodating. Um, I would not endorse anyone else unless I really believed in them. And this is the best in the biz right here. Hopefully, on the video, you're to my left. Nope. <laughs> if you if coaching, find him, go to him, pay that man your money. It is well worth it. You will get better really fucking fast, man. That's how it's I cheaper right now too. Actually, I, I lowered my rate. Uh, used to be twenty five an hour. Now it's only twenty an hour. So blowing it out, guys. To be honest, that's like super yeah. cheap when it comes to Fuck. like uh, coaching, from what I've seen. So he'd be worth yeah. twenty five or thirty. Like, just do it. If you need coaching, just fucking do it, man. That's what's up. That's it. Use coupon code Rare Candy Carl for ten percent off your coaching. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Making... Not, not Are we sponsored now? Did we get our first sponsor? No, Rare Candy sponsors me. Not <laughs> no, no, I'm talking. I, I thought for his coaching. I don't know. We'll do some collaboration bullshit. We'll no. interview it all. It's all good. Uh, you, got any sh- you got any shout outs or anything you want to you wanna add to that? Um, shout out to my team. There you go. Head I don't want to take it all. Cutters have everything. Just if any, oh, if you need anything related, to, it's got Cutter Tap, and it's Cutter Tap at Gmail, or it's CutterTap.com, or it's at Cutter Tap. And then also shout out to God, and that's all I got. That's what's up. Oh, curveball. <laughs> How's that curveball? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. Finn and I have never crossed that bridge where we talked about God and shit. <laughs> One day you guys will. All right. Yeah, we will. One day we'll we'll all sit down at, at some regional and we'll we'll have a good time. We'll kumbaya, <laughs> do it all, do it all. All right, guys. Well, um, that's all we got for you tonight. Um, please, please, just hit that that thumbs up. Uh, as as little as that sounds, that shit helps. Um, if you are yeah. listening to the audio only version of this, give it a five star. Give it a three star. Give it a rating. I'll Share take it. anything. Give it to your people, man. <laughs> right? Let's go. Um, Put it in the streets. <laughs> yeah, but 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 for now, guys, we're gonna scoop it up. Hey.